Hello and welcome to Inside Sports Betting Gold Podcast for yet another week, episode 51. 51? 51, that's it. 51. I'm James Smith from Inside Sport and this bloke's Jeff Centenera. How are you going? I'm going well. Just uh, <laughs> completely amazed by, you know, the, you know, that 51 comes after 50, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we surprise ourselves every week. That's right. Uh, massive show today. Um, we're going to have a look at more show than there is actually NRL games this week. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the standalone weekend of Origin, but it just seems to be a lot of footy going on, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I do. I did like that uh, commercial that either is it Fox Sports or the NRL themselves cooked <laughs> up about uh, Todd Greenberg cancelling all footy this weekend. So you know, Gold. I mean, it's just it. You know, the, the league. I think all sports leagues should have more of a sense of humour about themselves. So you know, yeah, it's good to see that uh, that you know the league kind of. Although I was, I was really expecting them to steal your hashtag crisis for, for, the, for that, oh, uh, that bit. And I, I think I did. I don't know if I see it or whether I imagined it, but uh, yeah. So what good, a waste. Good, good, good job there. What a waste. They could have just grabbed crisis and ran with it. Yes. Yeah, I was yes, waiting. Like, when I saw that ad, I was waiting for the avalanche of, this is a joke. <laughs> this is Greenberg out. <laughs> I've got to tell you, though, I, for about the first 15 seconds of it, I thought it was serious. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you're not even a troll on, on Twitter. Uh, no, no, uh, no, not really. Uh, great stuff. So we're, we're going to uh, have a look at everything that's um, planned at, um, for this weekend and, and a special treat at the end of this podcast. Our, um, our theme of the back end of the podcast is uh, toughest blokes we've ever seen play the game and uh, a treat will be a a catch-up interview with Kevin Cantian. Tough enough that they could jump on a plane and fly to another continent and play (laughs) a match, then fly back. Oh, no. It's it's almost like they're professional sports people, isn't it? (laughs) Toughness. Hashtag toughness. (laughs) I'll I'll use that. Hashtag player welfare. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Except when it comes to earning a bit more coin, then Mm. we can handle it. (laughs) Mm. Okay, so what's the uh, most rugby league thing you did through the week, mate? All right, uh, it's maybe not so much the most rugby league thing I did, but uh, I guess the most interesting thing I did in the past week is uh, um, I went down to Canberra uh, f- and uh, it um, for the moment for one of our very loyal for one of our very loyal podcast listeners yeah. and my brother-in-law, uh, the person we know as R. David Smith. Uh, one of the uh, numerous David Smiths running around out there. <laughs> yes, he was uh, formally sworn in as a senator of the Commonwealth, which is to say that uh, my brother-in-law and Glenn Lazarus now have something in common. <laughs> that, and that's the only thing that they it's have in common. Him. Yes, that they both now have uh, can carry the title of senator oh. with them. So I think I think that would be the thing he'd be the most proud proud of that he could you know. Uh, apart from just being able to represent, you know, the, the great Australian capital territory, you'd also get to say that he and, and, and the brick now get to share something in common. So, yeah, yeah uh, great congratulations to uh, yeah to my brother-in-law. I know, I know, I know he listens to this. I know my sister very much listens to this. But yeah, um, yeah it. Uh, and, and just on and that. I, I guess the other thing too is he now can't do his sneaky Parramatta fandom anymore. Oh, he, right? He's got to he's got to like be full on, fully invested in the uh, in Canberra's teams. I oh, guess. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. You've got to yeah, stick loyal. Yeah. Is he going to be able to c- contribute to this show with his witty remarks? And I witty... don't know. Maybe, maybe he'll have to maybe, maybe he has to. we have to stake out more neutral ground questions like we do for the prof. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've got, yeah, we've got an ARL commissioner on board. That's right. We've got a senator on board. I know. We're just, I a, know. We're just a star-studded lineup it's, here, aren't we? Yeah, it's getting good, isn't it? <laughs> 
We, we need more, yeah, we need more starters. We'll have to see if we can jag a, a prime minister or something like that from some some country. We don't want our prime yeah, minister. Yeah, like, you know, like, um, how about your mates up in PNG? Yeah. About, you know, yeah. like, yeah, surely he knows the prime minister Definitely. of PNG. Yeah. Like your, your oil company mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mate. I wish I had mates like that. <laughs> um, All right, James, you usually, you usually actually have some real rugby league things that you do yeah. during the week. I uh, went on a bit of a road trip. The Planets An- Aligned. Another one. Another, as opposed um, to the road trip you took last week. <laughs> um, and made it down to Wollongong, um, Wollongong mm. Showground. Wynn Stadium, <laughs> formerly the Wollongong Showground. Um, and I hadn't been there for quite some time. Mm. And I just loved... Uh, it reminded me how passionate they are about rugby league. Core, down there. core league territory, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. Like, even... Uh, and, and, you know... I don't know whether they've fully adopted the Dragons or not. I think they have, mm. you know, being old Steelers ground. But but even the next morning, Steelers, uh, Dragons had a massive win. But even next morning, there were people out in their Dragons jerseys. And, yeah. Um, it makes me think that, yeah, okay, maybe they are about to fully accept the marriage. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah. ma- massive, massive night down there. Big win for them and a great stadium. One, one of the really unsung stadiums of the, of the competition. Mm-hmm. A great view in every single seat. Seats, seats are really sharp. Amid all this, I mean, sharp rise. Not wanting to kind of dump on on the yeah on the joint venture yeah. down there, but you know, amidst all this talk of expansion, yeah. you know, is there a notion from kind of you know the old Illawarra diehards that they could be ones you know, to get another? I don't know. To get, it, to get their own team again down there. I don't know. Um, certainly you'd think that the city would have changed I since, you know, since you know, 98, 99 when they joined together. I would have yeah. thought just kind of on a, as, a, as a regional kind of thought, like that area just down, that southern expanse of, of Sydney seems to be kind of filling out all the time. Yeah, like, you know, when the last time I drove down through there, there were all kinds of like new kind of suburbs and subdivisions and so yep. and so forth. I would have thought that, you know, you know, can't see why their population wouldn't be, be booming down there. I don't know. Maybe it is a question of, uh, of numbers again that, you know, yeah, maybe it's more logical to put it kind of in another place. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, like we've always said that, you know, if Newcastle didn't have a team, that would be kind of illogical, right? You know, for, <laughs> for a rugby league hotbed like that. And, you know, effectively we've got one down there that doesn't. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, maybe maybe the thought is is that yeah, things are just going just fine with the dragons there, and maybe they are. So um, yeah, yeah. W- w- what you're saying, so maybe uh, we're kind of trying to pick out a problem that where, where one doesn't exist. Oh well, yeah, well they have um, six games a year there. I think yeah. that's enough. That's yeah. right about about the right amount. And um, and Super League matches too. Yes, that's true. <laughs> which which was very popular as well. Um, mm. uh, just what one more thing before we go on. I, I, what I noticed about it was um, it, it's a little bit of a mini Brisbane in the aspect of. The footy state, the footy ground, sort of freezes up the city for yeah, however yeah. long it's on. <laughs> you have road closures; you can't get anywhere near the stadium. And I, I kind of liked that. I like the chaos surrounding it. And mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's a really good. There'll thing. be no action until like they get their NPL football side up yeah. to the A League, and yeah. then then all of a sudden, yes, hashtag crisis. <laughs> Rugby league is losing ground again to the oh, that's yeah, right. to the round ball. Game. The wolves are taking over. The wolves are taking over. <laughs> the, the wolves are at the door. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah, so that's that's the most rugby league thing I did, apart from going to Belmore and Camden. Oh, yeah. So how did you find like you know yeah Belmore is a that was your first experience of there, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and really good. Hmm. Um, you don't have to do much to impress me. Like as far as those <laughs> old grounds go, I love it. The, the rawer the better. I love if you go to Belmore, the thing they really do is 
Canterbury changes its logo a lot. Yeah. So they have a lot of iconic logos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just they splash the place full of them. It's it's I love that sort of thing. It's um, really good club spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I um, noticed about Dogs fans too at that ground was you know how you have jersey wearers and you have people who wear scarves. At least every single Dogs fan, I reckon, has about five or six pieces of supporting gear on. <laughs> they just go, they get right into it. They're just it. good with the merchandising. <laughs> yeah. What can you say? And it is, it's a, you know, the blue and white, it's the bulldog. It's it's really cool. So yeah, they I've really, got a soft spot for the Dogs anyway. Yeah, so. it's, um, I must admit, <laughs> as like as a bit of a neutral, I've always thought, yeah, the way they can put their gear together yeah. is quite nice. they got good colours. Yeah, they got a good mascot. Yeah. They've even got kind of a good club name, like, you know, with, with, you know, with Canterbury. So it's... Yeah, cool. um, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it, uh, it it lends itself to like um, to good gear in a way that who, who can I insult? What club can I insult? Uh, I was gonna no no, no I, I, gonna, I, I, I won't I won't go down. I'll tell you who you were going to insult. Was the who, Titans, weren't you? God, I don't, I don't, really, I don't really want to kick. I don't really want to punch down. Like, don't worry in, about insult it. insult the Titans any more oh, than you know I already already need to. I'll um, edit that part out if you want. You know, I mean, well, no, particularly after last week, I insisted that the Titans should just, you know, absolutely submarine their own um, identity and say, you know, did they ever play as the, you know, the Seagulls, the Chargers for throwback retro rounds? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all good. No, so, you know, that's that's what I got up to, massive weekend. Um, And what are you most looking forward to, mate? What do you... Well, there's a smorgasbord of yeah. non-NRL stuff on. Well, this, this is just, I mean, this has been one of my hobby horses for years that I think that um, mainly because I believe very strongly the season should be shorter, uh, yeah. but kind of understanding that you need to kind of, you know, play rugby league, you know, to fill in the airtime mm. because that's what we're, you know, that's what, yeah. that's what life is for, isn't it? Filling, it is. filling in airtime. As Blocker says on that ad, <laughs> what else are we going to do? That's right. So, you know, I mean, like league actually has options. It can do things like it obviously yeah. has, uh, you know, trying, trying origin on a Sunday night will be interesting. I'm, you know, you and I are both very interested to see uh, kind that of. That has, has already happened, but it's just not. Yeah, sorry, yeah, format. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, just to see how it kind of holds up. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of like the idea of all the other things that they're kind of arranging uh, around it. Definitely. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I am very curious, uh, after all this kind of off-field drama around it, how this Denver test between yeah. um, England and New Zealand is, is going to go. Um, just all, you know, all, all, just in terms of a competitive dynamic, you know, curious to see how, you know, kind of New Zealand kind of bounces back after, you know, really massively disappointing World Cup. Mm. Um, Michael Maguire in charge, a bunch of new faces yep. in the side. Um, you know, uh, you know, England's kind of where to with uh, with Bennett. Um, I, I guess the uh, and then just how it all kind of interacts with with going to you know, kind of the United States. Um, can't help but notice that um, they've got all those things lined up where England's going to take batting practice with the Colorado Rockies because yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's that's what you do. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, you try to you embarrass yourself playing another sport. Yeah, lo- but, lo- yeah. yeah. I was just going to say like. Uh, you know, they made the uh, Dodgers and the Diamondbacks Egg, catch up with Sonny Bill Williams. Exactly, exactly. And, so. and everyone's sitting in this photo from the different sports, yeah. having absolutely nothing in common. Yeah. yeah. I, but <laughs> more than anything else, the, the one thing that I guess I'm looking forward to about like this this test, this Denver test, is the fact that it comes on at 6.10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fantastic to be able to watch. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, you can watch Super League matches, what have you, but, you know, yeah. to see some guys who I'll, who I'll recognize from you know, from the NRL and from the World Cup, 
you know, going to be running around in what I hope is a high-level game, which I think it will be. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, at 6.10 on a Sunday morning will be fantastic. Yeah. There's some um, more I, of that. I know I'm normally the giddy sort of rugby league supporter I'm, um, out of us two and, mm. you know, blindly loyal to it and everything, but this test has struggled to get me. I, yeah. I, I haven't been able to get into it, partly because... Is know, it the location? Like, if they were just holding this thing, you know, kind of, you know, as part of the, you know, as part of the Saturday, you know, the, the Saturday slate, you know, Yeah, it? I think it is, because um, I'm old enough to remember the LA experience, <laughs> and also, oh, of course I'm old enough to remember... But what if this, what if, I, mean, I yeah, here we, here we go. And the question don't is, they have the whiff of non-serious games? This is this is a test match. Why? why yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that Origin game was a serious game. I, I, I was thinking about this morning. Um, Andrew Eddinghausen was interviewed after that. Yeah. After that game, and he said that is the fastest, hardest game he's ever played in his whole life. Um, and then there was that uh, Philadelphia yeah. game on the, either at the start or at the end of a of a um, kangaroo tour. tour no, yeah. No, yeah. It was a good Australian versus Great Britain tour, I think, and yeah. Australia was on its way back, and they ducked in and played that game on an artificial surface, and, and played hard, hard for one half. <laughs> yeah. Willie Mason was there, and everything, and yeah. I just, I, 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 and apparently there's a, a three-year deal being locked in. I just, I can't get into these tests where they're just played, and then we go home. Mm. I, I, I really want, and I hope somebody pulls me up and you know directs me towards somebody. Who is who has been in charge of promotion and development ahead of and and after this test? Because I really want to hear what the schools have been told about the the test leading up to it about the rugby league code. And what if thirty thousand Coloradans turned up? That that'd be really cool. That'd be really what if really the, cool. What if the game becomes the subject of a South Park episode? <laughs> there's got to then we'll have made it. Yeah. There's got to be some fancy dress there, and yeah, you would, wouldn't you? You'd rock up to Stan, and mm. um, yeah. I, you know, I'm all for international rugby league. I went on a bloody World Cup tour in 2000, mm. spent all my money that I collected as a kid. I love the kangaroos. I love international footy. But um, I don't know. The only saving grace and the, my only criticism of my own argument is the fact that it is on the back of a World Cup. Mm-hmm. So you've got that. Not that America would have digested the World Cup in, in any form. But the more, I suppose the more we can do ahead of the 2025 World Cup which is being held in the US, yeah. the better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just has to be a lot more lot more stuff done apart from the matches themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's my only, only gripe. And saying all that, I'll probably be up watching it at 16 a.m. because I'm a nerd. So, yeah, but um, oh, well, it's, it's rugby league in America, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I just want to see what kind of Denver Broncos kind of tie-in there's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there has to be one. Oh, there's got to be, doesn't there? Yes. Well, the, the big players. I want John Elway himself to be out there oh, handing, yes. handing kind of, you know, kind of whatever trophy or doing yeah. a coin flip or I don't know. You've got to get both uh, forward packs in, in Denver Broncos uniform, don't you? For a big, <laughs> a big promo, yeah, promo shot. That'd be awesome. Mm. Yeah, so um, there you go. That was... Uh, it was is, was that what we're most looking forward to? Yeah, no, no, but yeah, what were you looking forward to? That's what I was looking forward to oh, before, I'm, before I'm, you before you dumped on it. Oh, <laughs> now you can dump on my Denver, <laughs> the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Um, I'm looking forward to the women's state of origin match at North yes. Sydney Oval yes. on Friday night, um, seven forty pm kickoff, and um, tickets are available available at the gate on fifteen bucks. So that's very very cheap. Um, or you can sneak in in the hole in the wall that I know, you know, that I've, that I've spied in North Sydney. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Ah, no, that's not true. <laughs> Tell all the cheapskates about that one. 
<laughs> There'll be people whinging on Twitter. 15 bucks. <laughs> this is crap. <laughs> Sack Greenberg. Greenberg out. Um, for New South Wales, if you've never watched um, a women's game live, mm. the one, yeah, they're skillful and all that, but the thing that surprises you is the hits. They hit. Yeah, they <laughs> really <laughs> hit. Don't, don't, don't go there expecting a, oh, isn't that nice? The girls are coming along well. They will be smashing each other um, mm. like they do in every single game. Um, just a, a three or four names from each team that you've got to look out for. Uh, Semi Bremner, um, who missed the World Cup yes. for the Gillaroos. Um, through injury, um, she's probably their, one of their best players. And Isabel Kelly, she's a, a flying centre. Um, then you've got Maddie Studden, um, an Australian half. Uh, she's the captain of the Blues. And then uh, Kezi Apps, uh, a monstrous um, second row runner, really powerful runner. So Monstrous. Not monstrous. It's, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most inappropriate way of describing Kezi Apps ever. Sorry, Kezi. I don't think she's monstrous at all. No, you know, she isn't, but no. Yeah. She's a great ambassador for the code, though. Uh, in Queensland, has Chelsea Baker, um, Ali Brigginshaw, Steph Hancock, and Cody House. There are some massive names. Um, and as I said, it's going to be awesome. So if you're in Sydney, um, I know it's Friday, Friday night and there's traffic and all that sort of thing, but you're going to be rewarded. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's huge. It's on Fox Sports and it's on Channel 9 and... It's really, it's, it's great for the code. It's great for the This is the, the kind, I'm surprised that, you know, I've often thought that as big as State of Origin is why they haven't been able to kind of, kind of derive spin-offs like the women's. Yeah. I've always thought the under 20 Origin should be a bigger deal than, yeah. than, than it is. Particularly if it becomes a delivery system for us to know, get to know who the stars of, yeah, of uh, 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 State of Origin, stars of the future are going to become. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so this is this is really good to see. This is the kind of thing that um, that they need. And uh, once we kind of get our touch football pickup tournament, then we'll have everything that we need. <laughs> touch right, pick right, up, right, James? Touch football pickup uh, tournament touch on an oil rig. On an oil rig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate, I stole that one of you. <laughs> and also this weekend you've got the Pacific Test Oh, yes. Can, invitation. Can't yeah. not mention those. Yeah, um, on Saturday... Uh, at 3.45 p.m. Oh, sorry, gates open at 3.45. And at 4 o'clock um, at Campbelltown on, on Saturday, we've got the Kumuls playing Fiji Barty. And then 7.10, the, the, the big one, um, Samoa versus uh, Mate Ma Tonga. Yeah. One of those Tonga. Tonga's back. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, going to be thunderous. The, the darling of, yeah, last year. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. It's, it's great to see them all in action. I just, this, you know, if, just as you were kind of going to dump on the Denver test, I'll dump on the Pacific tests here. I'm a bit disappointed with what, what went down with Lebanon. Yeah. I, I was really hopeful that they, you know, that that team could finally get some action between yeah. major tournaments. Because last year this was a triple header, so you had six No, I think I think they were actually there in place of Fiji. I don't think Fiji was playing, because Fiji okay. had their own problems, remember? Oh, right. um, but yeah, because, yeah, some, yeah, kind of a dispute with their federation, it's kind of, yeah, kind oh, yeah. of, yeah, put, yeah, put kind of that program out of commission well, for, one for thing the near term, which is a shame, because they've... Seems like there's some interesting young talent. There's a real feeling around that side that was built up through that World Cup campaign, and now that, that all that momentum just evaporates. Yeah, um, Freddie's not the coach. Freddie's not the coach. No, because he's no. been promoted to the Blues. So. That's right. Maybe they couldn't find a coach. Um, they, I know they did outreach to to Madge before he took really? the New Zealand job. Um, wow. Yeah, but you know, it's yeah, it, it's just it's just a bit of a shit fight out there right now. I mean, with the dispute with. Uh, 
kind of the, the, the management of, of the, the federation in Lebanon. So, yeah, it, uh, the players have basically taken a stand. And, mm. you know, it's not what you want to see, particularly coming off that, that World Cup where there was such positivity taken out of the actual kind of performance. And, you know, they do have some intriguing young players now. And it, yeah. it, it might get to the level where every player in that side then might be kind of kind of an aspiring professional or a professional level player where, where, you know, coming into that World Cup, it was, yeah, you still have some park guys running around, which is really, really interesting. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. and that was a whole joke ahead of it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's it's it's kind of a miss, but, you know. I, I mean, the, the actual, what's what's actually on offer there is going to be fantastic because we, we know kind of, you know, the energy and um, that the, uh, the the Islander sides do bring to, uh, to rugby league. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're looking at probably... Twelve to 15,000 people getting out there at Campbelltown? Uh, yeah. On yeah. Saturday? Yeah. 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 yeah no. And making noise for double that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Then yeah. there's this um, other game um, on Sunday night. Might not no, that's not, no, that's not important. No, no, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Origin 2, Sunday night, 7.40pm. Let me ask you a question. Interesting time. Yeah, question. Hmm. What is the residence game? Um, it's basically, I think it's basically uh, ISP versus... Intrust Super oh, okay, Cup. but yeah. they can come from anywhere. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like yeah, it's like can... almost like the old, old interstate matches of old. I think where so. you could have like you know Queenslanders playing for New South Wales and uh, so forth. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, it's cute though, isn't it? It's quaint. The residents, you just get this image of selectors knocking on people's doors and saying. I reckon they should kind of like get the two neighborhoods, <laughs> the most dense kind of you know, you know, rugby league players, and just said, okay, we're going to have a game between that street and this street. Oh, go There you go. <laughs> Suburb of origin. Suburb of origin. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, happening. Until uh, we get a, a, another of our concept up, you know, Westies versus everybody else. Oh, yeah. Come on, get the Westies team up. Westies origin. Um, what's really interesting is. Yeah, the, the gates open at three forty-five, mm. um, three hours ahead of kickoff. So mm-hmm. that's just going to give everyone so much time to on a Sunday afternoon to make their way. The atmosphere is going to be terrific. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. So as for, as for the result, uh, I still think uh, you, you can't knock Queensland. You're gun shy, aren't you? Yes. You don't, you don't want to say it. I, I said Queensland two-one in the series ahead of it starting, and I'm very frightened about Billy Slater. Mm. Um, Good reason to be frank. Yeah, him, but... yeah. I, I, I think Queensland are going to win this one. Uh, I don't. No, uh, okay. I, I think I think New South Wales will pull this one out. Okay, will pull this enough. one out and yeah, get the series. Fair enough. I think Queensland will win the next one at home. But um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then Queensland will refuse to play on a Sunday ever again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. I'm saying the series was one-one in Wednesday. Uh, yeah, played on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, how it's always been. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so we've just covered a lot of uh, innovative stuff that's happening around about this time of, of year, and there's going to be something else uh, around about this time next year that's going to explode onto the scene, and that's uh, Magic Weekend, mate. Oh, um, yes. I, I deliberately didn't want to know what you, what you thought about Magic Weekend mm. before before you, you know, this sit down. Mm. What do you reckon about it? I have wanted this... And I, I think we both have wanted this yeah, one for a yeah. long time. This, this, the, yeah, this is this is a really good idea. Um, I've always kind of looked across the Super League, which kind of has its its challenges yeah. as well as as the NRL does. And the one thing they always they could always kind of hang off their schedule was just how big Magic Weekend yeah. was. And like when I, you know, I've always kind of wondered about 
the appeal of of Auckland Nines. Like, and I know I, I get it. It's it's probably because you know it's the off season and we're dying for rugby league, you know, content. And uh, but I think the the bigger thing is is that you always put with, with Auckland is that you put all the fan bases into the one stadium yep. and created a really great atmosphere, and that is what this will do. Oh, yeah. So and I I mean absolutely. I guess the thing that kind of Slightly mystifying to me is the negativity around it. Like, oh, the, you know, why yeah. is it being held in Brisbane rather than in Sydney? Unbelievable. You know, I, yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's what we've come to expect with rugby league commentary, haven't we? Yeah. You know, this is in the league, you know, trying things, innovating. I think it's going to go down a treat. Brisbane deserves it because, you know, they actually, they actually you know, vote with their feet. Yep. Um, yeah, I can't see kind of any downsides out of it this will honestly. be yeah an amazing event mm. if you if you actually go to the footy the, the sorry one question because yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't get into the detail of this is it happening over just the the is it the, the saturday and sunday or are they actually going to kind of stretch it to I, I think pull to friday night yeah i think it's over the three days okay yeah cool yeah so oh yeah yeah because yeah and it's being held on mother's day weekend all right um, so all these massive footy fans who are Absolute diehards of the game are like, oh no, I can't do a Mother's can't Day. Can't do it because of Mother's Day. Yeah, you can't yeah. do two things on Mother's Day. It's just impossible. Yeah, you, you can only do one thing. Didn't you end up watching football? Didn't we talk about this? You ended up watching football on Mother's Day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, mum loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting around saying, when are we going to watch the footy? No, no, she doesn't like footy very much. But that's what she ended up doing. <laughs> mm. But um, yeah, I, honestly, all 16, not all of the 16 fan bases, but fans from all clubs are going to be in the one place at one time. Mm-hmm. It is going to be terrific. And um, I think where the negativity comes from, not that you can just break it down to just this one, one occasion, because league fans on Twitter are, are negative about everything. You could say that in, you know, um, with every ticket sold, you will be given a $100 note to go and spend however you like. You'd still get whinges. Why isn't it 200 <laughs> It's amazing that I can't believe it. This year has really shocked me how negative people can be about this game. That's right. Um, you will see actual magic performed by wizards at the ground with this ticket. And you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. It's probably going to be lame magic. Yeah. Couldn't you get any Australian magician? Why, why are we watching an American one? I just, this is going to be huge, this event. And mm. uh, even if you go up on the Friday and watch. Um, you know the, the double header or whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. and then fly back and watch the rest of it on television. It's, mm-hmm. That that would be one way of approaching it. But um, a lot, of, I think, a lot of the criticism only comes from people who don't go to footy anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to to them, this is uh, robbing their teams of a home game. Mm-hmm. Like it's one, it's one, one game. It's one. Yeah, well, they're not going to do it again for the rest of the year. I just anyway, um, I'll be flying the flag for it. It's, mm. Um, going to be huge. If I go up, I'll be watching Penrith play at Suncorp. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, if, I want, if, I, if I wanted to stir a little, as I love to do, uh, I've always been intrigued that, you know, if you got like a really massive field, like a polo field, you could like play two or three matches at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> like right next to each other. <laughs> or as I, as I tried to I tried to troll my uh, one of my nephews in the weekend about... Uh, because you know how at the World Cup you have to start the last matches of the group stage at the same time. Yep. Because yeah. um, yeah, yeah. because you know, just so that one team might won't, won't take advantage of another team in their group. Yeah. And so I said I was joking to him. What you should do is you could should kind of have the two fields perpendicular to each other, so you can have uh, like the two games running into each other at the same time. 
like a bit of a touch. Like your, school, your schoolyard thing, yeah, where you're, yeah, you're yeah. playing one game of rugby league and you, you, another bunch of blokes are playing another game of rugby league at the same time, oh. and you're all like, you know, we scored, yeah, but we scored in the wrong match. <laughs> well, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and the hooter goes off. I oh, know right. that's for the other game. Yeah. <laughs> so, so annoying. Oh, that's the other thing too. Um, mm. Apparently, the field isn't going to hold up. So apparently, <laughs> so it's, that's going to happen in a year time. Year's time. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll just throw a little bit more, you know, attention and love and care into it, and maybe it's going to hold up. Like maybe, maybe they'll be just. Maybe they should play in sneakers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no studs. Maybe they've got to like replace the grass and, and lay artificial turf uh, on it. Like, what do people think is going to happen? Like, to, at the end of game seven and eight, there's going to be just a dirt patch on the field. <laughs> that, would be, that would be awesome. Jesus anyway, <laughs> we've, we've given the wingers too much uh, airspace in this discussion. Um, um, yeah, anyway. absolutely. I mean, it just seems like. Yeah, I think it's also one, but it might be one of those things that when it actually happens, I hope there's good weather for it. But yeah, um, yeah I, I think the spectacle of it all will kind of blow away uh, many of the many of the doubts. I, I think the only thing that could potentially hurt it is um, uh, if the if the slate of matchups aren't great. Yeah, if yeah. like say for example we we get like a freak occurrence and it's like yeah we get. Eight final sides playing eight non-final sides. The eight non-final sides, you know, and it, we we just don't kind of get because you would like to have. And I'm pretty sure they'll schedule it uh, accordingly. Well, you'll have a good mix of rivalry games, yeah. two you know, you know, you know uh, games towards the top of the table. Um, yeah, just um, yeah. intriguing matchups between, say, the lower ranked teams but with young talent. Yeah, so and so forth. I just hope we kind of get. Um, just on that level, attractive, uh, attractive matches. Yeah, and you can't you can't use all your gunpowder early, can you? You can't have no. the Broncos playing the Cowboys. Yeah, you know you're gonna have to have Broncos playing a Sydney team, mm. the Cowboys playing uh, another Sydney team. So does this mean somebody's gonna have to play like close to midday? Is this is this one of those things that you know? Oh, here's the thing. This is this is my, this is why Magic Weekend is such a great idea. Rugby league matches happen so quickly, and they happen kind of like yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. there's there's uh, there isn't a lot of dithering about a league match, whether nah. before or halftime. That's why you can actually roll these things, you know. Yeah. Well, you know. That's what they did over the first uh, yeah. doubleheader. Yeah. yeah, there was dead set ten minutes in between matches. See, there you go. Yeah, that's what's that's always impressed me about the league. As I complain, not enough time to, you know, yeah, enough time to go. get a beer. But there you not, go. Not that's to going to be your complaint at Magic Weekend. <laughs> Magic Weekend was so efficient and run Ooh. so well. I couldn't get enough. I couldn't get time time to get beer. Jeez. But it is going to be four X, so you know. There's going to be a lot of beer sunk at that. <laughs> At that magic weekend, it's going to get pretty magic, I reckon. <laughs> you imagine oh, Queenslanders God. in a stadium for a whole weekend. <laughs> God, it's going to be messy. <laughs> very, very magic indeed. Um, cool. So, shall we move on to our yes. uh, our second half of the podcast? And it's um, we want to worship the hard men of rugby league this week. Yeah, they never get enough credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the wingers and the acrobatics they do and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it, isn't it? You you don't see the big forwards praised for their oh no um, I, I, attributes. I, 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 quite, I quite no, I quite dispute that. I think I think there's something about toughness in rugby league which you know kind of attracts a real kind of lore and legend to it. But they don't so, get to know. like flip out over the sideline and do fancy. Oh, of course, prizes, of course like. not. But you know, I mean, I think what one of the things that really distinguishes league is I think we kind mm. of we kind of. Uh, you know, score for toughness as much as we do you yeah. know, kind of like you know, kind of ability I mean like if you look at something like when Burgess won 
you know, the Churchill. Oh, yeah. well, was he kind of the most skillful or, you know, kind of the most impactful player on the field? Maybe, maybe not. But um, the one thing that, you know, we couldn't kind of ignore was just how tough yeah. <laughs> he was and, you know, kind of that, how that kind of overflowed uh, to, you know, to his team yeah. in the game. So, you know, there are so many instances in kind of, kind of yeah, as I said, in the, in the lore of, of rugby league that, um, yeah, that, this is never to be forgotten. The, the displays of toughness shown. So it's. I think it's. It's. It really is kind of. You know, kind of very much in the fabric of, of the sport. Nah, sink the main <laughs> big argument there. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, this week's question was: Who is the toughest rugby league player you've ever seen? Um, oh, jeez. Who, who would yours be? Well, you know, I, I kind of this this question kind of got me thinking because I saw some yeah. of the names pop up there, and I think they were all kind of. Um, uh, yeah, kind of very worthy. I, mean, I think David Gillespie would be the one that uh, st- sticks in my mind from yep. the time I've been watching uh, rugby league. I always love to like, you know, kind of tease you in particular about kind of the, the hardness of Tommy Radonikus, who I didn't see play. So yeah, I don't yeah. really don't have a memory of how, um, yeah, kind of, I, by all accounts, very tough. But, uh, yep. you know, it gets me thinking that that whole thing about how, you know how like your father is tougher than you and your grandfather was much tougher than him and his great grandfather was you know just probably as hard you know, you know, as, as hard as anything <laughs> so just you know, the whole idea that the further in time back in time you go like the harder the footballers get so you know it's uh, you know and you listen to all those stories like you you listen to those wonderful stories that Noel Kelly will tell about what lead was like back in the day and you think to yourself that, yeah, with, with, with every generation that comes along, the yeah. game just invariably gets softer, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. we, we worship all these hard men of, like, you know, kind of the 70s. And, and like, the guys in the 60s were harder than that. And then the guys, in the, and you, and the guys in the 50s were harder than that. And you do, you read, like, the contemporary accounts of rugby league back in those days. And you're like, this is ridiculous. You know, the game was like, you know, the violence of the game was just beyond the pale back then. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, I just kind of tip my cap to you know, to to the you know, players that that Kelly generation and so forth. Absolutely, they must have been really really tough. <laughs> yeah, like, I, to a degree that we don't even kind of we, no. we can't even kind of relate to it. C- coming off the field was just this massive, mm. um, just this massive. It's a horrific event, wasn't it? Mm. The fact that you've actually left the field before the game finished. Mm-hmm. That was just seen as a whoa you know you're what you came off yeah i mean i guess we kind of like kind of as was the point we're making before we kind of deify this the self-consciously tough individual but um here's one i'll throw out there my dad always loved to talk about how uh, my dad wasn't a league man uh in many ways but the one guy that he always kind of he always loved to cite was he always loved the idea and this is one of his ways of kind of because he was he was a migrant of course um but one of those ways of coming to learn Australia is he was always fascinated about how someone like George Papanis could get himself beat up, like totally beat up during a weekend. Yeah. And on Monday morning, he'd like, um, he'd go off to his medical practice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, now that is, a, is, is a breed of toughness. Yeah. So that, I mean, I, I'll kind of just kind of throw that out there. Like, I don't think, you know, full respect to, to Dr. George that you know, people will be calling him the toughest player they've ever seen but mm. that is that is a that is a toughness that uh, yeah has to be appreciated I wonder if he treated himself I wonder if he uh, fixed up his own scars and that sort of Dr. Heal thyself <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, first diagnosis do not play this game anymore <laughs> you covered in blood every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah I bet that wouldn't happen if you didn't play. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's <laughs> oh, right. very good. 
Um, so we'll, we'll kick off with uh, Lee, who um, nominated um, Adrian Morley. Um, mm. yeah, Lee only moved to Sydney um, and properly discovered rugby league in 2003. So, but Adrian Morley is a massive, um, mm. a, a massive nomination. Um, uh, he loved that Roosters team. Uh, there was Wingy, uh, Quick Tap Wingy. Um, so his mate called every player uh, Quick Tap So-and-so, uh, <laughs> which I find even more intriguing than his nomination of Adrian Wally. Mm. Um, uh, and, 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 and Sorry, the reason I'm harping on about Lee's um, nomination was he, he, he suggests um, Flannery from that team. Yeah. From that 03 team, uh, that guy um, would have started in any sport that he played. Such great vision um, and slowed time itself down. Um, oh, yeah, Chris Flannery, you never hear his name very much. Mm. Now, where the heart is, Balmain's own Mark Stimson, um, not just for the fact he was such a solid, tough player in his prime, but also for the fact that in 2000 he played first grade after previously losing two toes in a workplace accident. <laughs> Far out, country mm. tough. Um, how, how could uh, we forget Darren Centre? Um, yeah. uh, last ever Balmain Tigers home game, suffered hypothermia. <laughs> he dragged himself out onto the pitch to finish the game. Oh my God! So, yeah, that's that's just brilliant. Uh, World Cup freak show says um, he's with you, uh, David uh, Cement Gillespie would have to be up there. Fucking uh, great nickname, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Troy Warner. Um, tough question. Pardon the pun. One Troy. Uh, so he, he uh, throws up Mark Geyer, Ronnie Gibbs, brilliant, uh, Fui Fui, Moi Moi, uh, Manu Ma'a, uh, Jeff Tuvey, Les Davidson, Morley, Sam Burgess, James Graham. The list is endless. The Eddie. list is truly endless. <laughs> um, Except the, for that one, that list ended. <laughs> what's this uh, hashtag, mate? What's this name you say? What's Which one where? <laughs> the, the Black Pearl. Oh. Too, too many letters joined together for me to be able to... Spit that name out. Is there is there a hidden name or a hidden meaning in all those letters? It's Bigs. It's Big Sam in disguise. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maybe my eyes aren't back to normal yet. <laughs> um, the Black Pearl, Ellery Hanley, and Des Drummond. Fantastic. Um, uh, Mr. Brown, uh, another cement fan. Uh, he used to used to hit as hard as anyone I've, I've ever seen. Uh, notable mention to Jeff Tuvey. Toughness for such a small bloke. Never took a backward step. Mm. Yeah, Jeff Tuvey. I forgot all about him. And mm. Half the people already have nominated him. Uh, Paul Michael Gray. A mate of mine uh, who played a bit of first grade in the, in the 90s. Says Dean Pay hit him so hard. <laughs> he was saying, Mummy! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jay Dwight. This won't surprise you. Uh, Steve Bowden was one tough bugger. Um, and I still contend if he wasn't suspended after beating the crap out of Broadhurst <laughs> in the semi, Newtown would have won the 1981 Green Final. Hashtag best brawl ever it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turtle Wilson, um, easy. Wally Fullerton Smith, uh, gritty, no nonsense, low errors, played above his weight, folded men twice his size in half, like paper aeroplanes. <laughs> Love it. Uh, the Magic Man, another another two nomination. Mm. Um, uh, Liam, this is your yep. your third Yes, yeah. um, I'm going to keep peppering you with BRL uh, trivia until you get our game by Steve Hadley. 
fine. I'll go get it. <laughs> Fonda Matasa. Here we go. This is everyone's been waiting for us to bring this guy up. Um, played for Valleys and Norths. Have you heard this story? No, I haven't. Okay, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Played for Valleys and Norths and had a stint at Souths um, in the late in uh, the nineteen sixties. Copped a hit during a game that was so bad they called an ambulance, uh, which I doubt was the standard um, operating procedure in the nineteen sixties. So he came to, uh, got out of the ambulance and tried to rejoin play. I believe his teammates managed to restrain him and he stayed off. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, yeah, that, yeah, um, that's, that is, that's pretty good. That's the epitome of the tough guy. Yeah. Tough and lunatic, crazy, yeah. whatever. There you go. <laughs> yeah, um, Steve Mitchell. Steve Mitchell offered up a lot of answers and I was nearly going to read them all out, but mm-hmm. I thought, no, no, that, that's... No, That's Steve. <laughs> He's limiting you. Complain. Uh, you, you mentioned Tommy, Terry Randall. Very, very appropriate. But um, I like this one. Mark Graham might be the toughest. So hard. Almost killed Wally Lewis in a tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Noel Kelly. Um, hard men who were hookers were tough. Uh, Pat Jarvis was very um, tough. Um, opposition players said he hit very hard. Uh, the Yaks. Uh, Gilmeister. Um, Gary Larson. Uh, both his knees seemed, bu- seemed busted, but he tackled forever. Big Mal was tough. Smashed zero a few times in tackles. All good names there, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm. Phoebe, um, going back a long way, but uh, Max Krillich. Oh, yeah, good one. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Lidner. Bobby Lidner. Yeah. Uh, recently has to be uh, Fenno, Sean Fenson. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's the latest sort of mm. folklore one, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Cut it off in the grand final in a medicab. Uh, Steel Sports, um, Adrian Morley, Craig Young, Terry Randall, Ray Price, Cement, Ian Roberts. Surprised that Ray hadn't come up earlier than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, yeah, that, yeah you don't really get much confidence in that. I hadn't offered the mic suggestion yet, but he would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I was in love with him as a kid. Yeah. I'd love to catch up with him. But, you know, that's what I was saying yeah. about when, when Ray kind of had that kind of that legendary edge to his, his <laughs> toughness. You know, I mean, there are guys who are just tough and, you know, Honest kind of blokes, yeah. but yeah, when you kind of get to the wild-eyed level, <laughs> like you did with, with, with Price, you know that's uh, yeah, that's when you're, you kind of go into yeah different territory. Just that look that he used to get, like um, they used to show footy jobbing, and you know you can tell it's footy jobbing towards the end of matches, and he just looked like he was like this half dead, mm-hmm. being this zombie guy dragging himself to the next ruck. Just one of our uh, one of our former colleagues, yeah, basically, yeah, mentioned this. Uh, Aaron Scott mentioned this to us once that he yeah. was talking about when you ask kind of all the old tough men who they thought the toughest was yeah. to a man, all of them said Price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that that really is the highest measure of respect, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. When like yeah, basically Definitely. you ask the real tough nuts who was the toughest nut of all, yeah. and there was no yeah, it was a total consensus. Oh, God. Yeah. I can't imagine getting hit by him. Yeah. Mm. Just that. That sort of toughness that, you know, late, like laborers back in the 60s and 70s, yeah. those concrete yeah. layers yeah. and yeah. just a really hard, yeah. hard human beings. Yeah. <laughs> um, where was I up to? Um, okay, I always struggle with this one. BBRBAZ uh, nominates Eagle, uh, Randall, um, uh, Terry, <laughs> Terry Randall, Chad Randall, Baz Randall, and. Um, Yes, they must be realised that he's all the Randall, all the Randall's the Randall clan. Don't mess with them. <laughs> That's right. Um, Gary Ooh, Ooh, the, the Randall, the Randall family meetings are probably the <laughs> tougher than the tougher than most games. 
They're, um, they're backyard games, or you know. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, Gareth Williams, uh, don't leave out Kevin Ward um, out of this conversation. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and he posted a picture of Kevin Ward, and it just reminded me of a great British international, just a hard bastard. Mm. He got flown out for the grand final in 87 for me. Mm. and tore him up. Heatwave conditions, it was terrific. Uh, 24th of September 1989, um, says uh, Tubes, Ian Roberts, Ruben Wiki, another oh, just a brick wall of a human. Uh, Jason Croker for playing through a uh, broken ankle. Brad Clyde, pound for pound entrant, and just killed the podcast. I found Brad Clyde on LinkedIn the other day. Did you? Yeah. Did he, did he link up with you? No. I don't know. <laughs> you just type he's, back and say, you're the most he's, overrated he's, player. No, no, uh, no, you'd do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No, I wouldn't do that. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's too good for me to like, you know, he's LinkedIn, his LinkedIn profile was perfect. Was it? Of course yeah. it is. Just like everything about Bradley Clyde is perfect. Absolutely. Ten out of ten. Perfect perfect performance. You know what isn't on Bradley Clyde's LinkedIn profile? No. His playing experience. Really? Yes. Yeah. Well no one wants to it. Because so, it was so perfect that he didn't need to actually put it there. <laughs> You'd put that, wouldn't you? He played for about fifteen years. It's kind of surprising, isn't it? You know, yeah. he was a professional footballer, like but he, he didn't feel the need to like put down. Yeah. Like you know, I was I was the perfect professional footballer. <laughs> You go for a job interview. No, 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 it's not on my resume. No. Didn't happen. Gosh, no, he was <laughs> Australian representative and everything. He was a gun. Um, Michael uh, says Les Davidson, um, Craig Knuckles Greenhill, he's another one. Mm. Uh, and pound for pound, Tuvi was a tough um, as player. What a legend. Ex Hull Keeley, Paul Harrigan. Climbing Everest with no knees. That's pretty oh, tough. That's a good one. Pretty tough. And we'll say the best till last. Pursuit of hoppiness. Love you. Love your tweet. Josh Dugan. How he survives pre-game warm-ups is legendary. And I once saw him get tackled and get straight back up again. <laughs> Hashtag true story. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Great. Now we're going to have... Be, be careful, Hoppy. Like, you know, Dugan's free during Origin time these days. <laughs> <laughs> and pursuit of hoppiness is... Street address. <laughs> Josh Dugan, oh, you copped it, Josh. Uh, thanks so much again, everyone. Um, I, I, apologies for anyone that I miss because I, I, I collect these and I print them off. But there's all these splinter sort of conversations yeah. that happen often. Yeah. So if I don't mention people, it's because I haven't just been able to throw the net wide enough. We'll have to maybe make up a hashtag or something. Yes. D-I-G. Yeah. yeah. D-I-G response or something like that. Yeah. Dead ID. <laughs> then, then we'll get a, get caught up with somebody wanting to kill an inspector general somewhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we'll get yeah, FBI will rock up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, just as a bit of added bonus this week, well, we want to do a bit more of this. Um, um, I caught up with Kevin Campion, another tough bastard. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's always impressed me. I always I watched him throughout his whole career, thinking this guy is just indestructible. The amount of injuries that he played through, and I don't know whether you remember much about him, but his face always just vaguely bloodied like, almost every week he played through. Yeah, that. only vaguely being part of some very, very good um, kind of Brisbane sides, where you know, of course, he was going naturally going to get overshadowed, you know, in, in that collection of talent. But yeah, uh, yeah. goes to show that you know, in every, in every like even really high talent sides, you need kind of guys like that who um, you know, kind of yeah, 
get through the the, the tougher parts of the game, shall we say? Uh, yeah, to to allow kind of the uh, the you know the stars to you know kind of do their do their thing. So yeah, yeah, I, I was actually kind of intrigued when you kind of brought his name up to find out what he was uh, actually doing these days. Okay. Uh, so yeah, as, as I am with yeah with all these kind of uh, these subjects that you drag out. So yeah, um, yeah, kind of. Um, it was really interesting to to to, you know, to listen to yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. what uh, what he's up to. Now I wanted to um uh, see what he was doing myself because he's a big supporter of that era that he played in, mm. as as are quite a few players, and he played um for six clubs, played for the Seagulls, uh, Dragons, Adelaide Rams, Broncos, Warriors, and Cowboys um, over a two hundred forty one game career. So it wasn't as if he was a um, you know he was here for a short time. He was, one of those ve- seemed to get h- tougher and tougher and harder the, the longer his career went on. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, he covered a fair chunk of geography. He did. <laughs> in, the, in, that, in that career. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, there are guys who can play for six clubs and never leave their suburb in Sydney. There are, aren't he gone? Townsville, Auckland, Brisbane, Adelaide, Gold Coast. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, hopefully you, you enjoy this chat and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll end on, on that. And, um, yeah, yeah. Catch up next week and uh, digest Origin. Unless you got anything else to no, no, nothing. Don't forget. I'm um, just uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, enjoy Origin this weekend and uh, enjoy this uh, this chat. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Darren Kevin. Good, James. How are you going today? Oh, lovely, mate. Really, um, all, all the better to talk to you. So, I hope, I hope you're enjoying the weather down in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. It's a marvellous, marvellous day on the Gold Coast. <laughs> it always is. That's why uh, we're all moving up there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, exactly. No, excellent. Yeah, um, yeah so we're keen to uh, feature uh, a lot more legends on the, on the show um, for the rest of 2018, and, and you certainly fit the bill, so thanks very much for... For uh, spending spending time with us, yep. My pleasure. No, excellent. Yeah. So, first of all, um, where did the uh, footy story start for, for yourself? Like, um, how did you get into the game? Mate, I'm uh, born and bred in Serena, and that's uh, it's just south of Mackay, North Queensland. Yep. Uh, it's uh, really uh, well. Back in the day, it was really strong, strong uh, uh, little town. The Mackay competition, and you know we had some really good players come out of there that I that I um, that was sort of before me, and I and I looked up to uh, players like Martin Baller and Dale Shearer, mm. and um, yeah, it was one of one of those little towns that that rugby league sort of was the heart and soul of the of the community. And uh, you know, on a Sunday, I, I remember you know driving into uh, Mackay um, in the early days playing junior league. Uh, on a Saturday, Saturday morning with uh, mum and dad, and and then um, back again on Sunday watching the, the senior league at the Mackay Showground. So yeah, it was it was a uh, it was just an integral part of my growing up, and yeah, and, and that's when I started to love rugby league. No, excellent. And, and uh, Wendell Sailors also from Serena, isn't he? Yeah, yeah big Wendell's from uh, Serena as well. Uh, we all played our junior football. Uh, all four of us played our junior football with Serena uh, Juniors and and obviously went on to play senior league in uh, for Serena in the Macaulay competition as well. Oh, nice one! Yeah, I wonder what it is about that uh, about that town. Do you often joke about that? Like, um, yeah, we do joke about it. it. Might be the water. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it might could be the sugar cane. 
That's the answer then that's got to be the answer yeah. <laughs> um and so you, you were you were renowned as a um as a hard bastard of the game like a real tough figure well, when did you discover like i'm talking early on in in your playing career as a kid when did you discover that you had a higher threshold for the pain and the hits than some of the other players of your age or was it something that you noticed at all or? So, so you, uh, you, do, you know, I've done all my research here. You debuted uh, in round two of, of 1993 against Illawarra at the old Chris Cunningham Field. Is that right? Was it um, what you expected, first grade? Still got your uh, uh, seagulls jersey from the day. I don't be prized position.
memories of me at, at every club, and I, I really treasure the clubs that I, I did play with. Some of them weren't for long. Uh, you know, St George and the Adelaide Rams were only for a year each, but um, certainly meant um, a lot to me going to St George in particular because it was such a great traditional club. Yeah. But meeting some of the, you know, and playing with some of the um, best players in the world at, the, at that time, like Anthony Mundine and Mark Coyne and Noli Goldthorpe and Scotty Goulet and Dave Barnhill and, and uh, you know, and the list goes on. So, yeah, it was exciting exciting for me to go down to St George, but, um, yeah, as I said, I, I played for a number of clubs and I've still got all of their jerseys. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Was there a secret to um, being able to? Was there a secret to being able to settle into a club um, pretty pretty fast? Like, did you make it a goal of yours, or, or was it just you, you're at another club here, so the job continues? Or what was your what was your story there? Yeah. It, it was. Oh well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to settle into a club. You know, I I um, I'd signed Super League in '95, um, um, and at that point, I, you know, you had a, a choice of where you wanted to go. So, I, you know, I wanted to go to the Broncos, I wanted to go to North Queensland, or I wanted to go to Canterbury. Yeah. They were the, my, my um, clubs of choice. Um, but, you know, I, I was, I was, I, I really didn't have any bargaining power. I was playing, I was playing, um, you know, sort of in and out of first grade for the Gold Coast Seagulls. So they sent me to Adelaide. You know, all the all the discards from all the clubs. Um, <laughs> clubs went to either Adelaide or, or the Western Red. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was that was just uh, to, to be able to and then and then when the Super League folded in the ninety six when the when they lost the court case, yeah. we were just I, I was going back to the Gold Coast Seagulls, uh, or the Gold Coast Chargers as, as they were sort of um, reformed mm. but I decided I wanted to go somewhere else. So I, I, I um, put my dealers out to Adrian Brunker, who'd just gone to the to the Dragons, and, and he spoke to David Wayne, and he got me down to there. So it, it took me a while to uh, look away into first grade. Mm. You know, uh, you know, when you say was it, um, it was a bit unsettling. You know, I really had to work hard and and uh, in reserve grade to, you know, just earn some trust from the from the um, players in, in first grade. So. And when I did make my debut, I was sort of um, in first grade for the Dragons. I, I never left the side, which was which was great. Oh, awesome! Great names there that, that you're sharing. Great names from back in the, in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's other guys, mate. There was yeah. so many good fellas. As I said, Adrian Brunker, Mark Bell, um, you know uh, Wayne Bartram. You know there were so many, so many great players. Jeff Hardy, to name a few. You know, just oh. really good culture at the at the St George and. And getting a taste of that, um, of that culture, you know, you knew there was, um, you knew there was better things in, in rugby league, and you know, unfortunately, um, this, uh, sorry, the Super League, Super League won the court case the, the following year, and, and we, you know, we started the Super League competition, and I had to go, I had to leave St George mm. and go down to the Rams. Um, and uh, that's what I had to do. Yeah. Well, what was the um, atmosphere like at the Rams? Was it, oh, we're a bunch of discards, or we can give this thing a, a pretty good go because we've got, uh, you know, a, a, a fair playing group, and, and why not? Let's have a crack. Or what was it? Yeah, look, we had a we had a, a decent side. Look, we had mm. first solid first graders. You know, Roddy Mayborn and 
Cameron Blair, uh, to name a few. We had Chris Quinn um, from St George, who I knew, mm. Kurt Wrigley, um, you know, Brett Gallia, but those types of players. So we're all sort of French first graders, um, you know, wanting to make our own mark in the game, but we were, we were really poorly coached. And that was our problem. Um, we were really extremely poorly coached. And uh, so, you know, that was, uh, you know, if, you, if we had a, a better coach and a, um, someone to give us a, a good structure and be able to work with the team, I think we would have uh, fared a lot better, but we weren't. Yeah. Yeah. There's two things that are um, that stick in my mind from the Rams. One is that thirty thousand crowd that you had at, at, at your first home game, and um, and the other was uh, I think it was Chubby Checker uh, throwing on a, a Rams jersey and performing out in the middle of the field. Got the twist. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was a, yeah. a, a, a wild yeah, I mean, days. It was a yeah. I mean, our first game at Adelaide Oval was was a capacity crowd, so it was a thirty thousand myself and Mark Hall. They were. Um, you know, we're uh, front row partners in that particular team, and then we won on the night, and it was just it just went berserk. But that sort of faded pretty quickly. We were we we're up uh, against the odds. So, you know, we were in a in a AFL heartland of Adelaide, who are you know big Crow supporters, and and uh, they were going really well. Port Power had just come into the competition, so there was another side to um, compete with. And, yeah. yeah, look, we, you know, the other. The Adelaide, uh, the South Australian people just did not have a clue about rugby league in general. And, um, and uh, the, the South Australian media were were not not against it. I mean, we, we got snippets in the paper, but they were only small snippets. So yeah. we were competing with, um, you know, the AFL, the Victorian um, uh, VFL, or the South Australian um, AF, SA, AFL, whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was really, really difficult time for the club. Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we all know what happened after that season. Um, I, 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 I just, I, I, what I'm personally really interested in is the hardness of, of your playing style. Like, is there a particular a hit or a tackle that you remember putting somebody, um, put, putting on somebody and thinking, oh, good, good hit that, job done. Like, anyone that stands out? <laughs> uh, look, I, I do remember we played Manly one day and, um, Mark Carroll? <laughs> Mark Carroll, yeah. Oh, seriously, all oh, right, yeah. Big spud, yeah. So we played Manly one day and um, <laughs> big spud <laughs> has run it in. I picked him up and just dropped him on his head. Oh. And I was on top of him, in, you know, in a dominant position. And he started throwing punches at me. And oh. uh, I was thinking to myself, this guy has got to be a lunatic. I'm on top of him. He's throwing punches. <laughs> I mean, I should, I should just job him. But I didn't do that. But yeah, that... Back in the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the other way around? Like, um, yeah, like, ever get, get run over by any buses or, and just sort of wake up next morning thinking, what, what the hell was that? Like, oh, <laughs> look, we, we always had some, um, you know, particularly at the Broncos, you know, that's when that's when I sort of, we started sort of winning, um, you know, we had some success in 96 at, at uh, St. George, but yeah. at the Broncos, you know, you 
and I was there for three years, so I, I really got a, um, a feel for winning and how to win and, yeah. and the culture of winning, and, and uh, that was that was great. But I, I remember one day we were playing uh, Melbourne at Dewey uh, to start the stadium, and um, I was I, I used to love going down the short side, huh. and um, anyway, I caught called the ball and it happened to come to me, and I taken off straight down the and Matty Rule was right in front of me, so I thought, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go straight at him. Anyway, he snapped me, he hit me that hard. I thought uh, the old, the old Judge Craigers dropped popping out my eyes, so oh, and I couldn't breathe, oh. and I couldn't breathe, and I'm laying on the ground after the trainers run under me, and I, I still like he was asking me what was wrong. I couldn't get the breath out to talk to him, so. Jeez. so Matty Rule was probably one of the best front-on defenders, and uh, I certainly learned my lesson, lesson that day. Look, <laughs> yeah, fun game rugby league, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what a great! Whose idea was this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, before I called you, I um, I was doing a bit of research, and I came across this uh, video on YouTube. I'm not going to pretend I remember it from back in the day, but it was it was a great dance between you and Shane Webke, where um, they, they were in that the Broncos. We're in that horrible um, Aqua Talk, Aqua Blue sort of jersey. And you're, you're at the Warriors, and he's had a great stouse. Like, um, uh, do you have many memories of that? Yeah, I, it was. A, yeah, well, it was. It was a turning point for the the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you look back at it, but uh, in, in particular that game, about five minutes before that, before that. Um, Brent Slater was an up and comer, new, just a new kid on the block. Um, I, I put on a nice tackle on Brent, and he, and, uh, and he threw a couple of punches at me. Oh. And, I, and I, I grabbed him, and I thought, oh, you know, he's probably a bit too young for this. So I, I let him go, and I, but I was, I was already angry. <laughs> so, you know, obviously that, where I shot out of the line and put a, that hit on, on Webby, it was a nice tackle. But I think he got a bit angry that I was I was holding the ball and he couldn't play it quick enough. Oh. So he, he threw a bit of a jab at me, and uh, that's and then I, I I really can't remember much after that. I just um, I just started throwing them. <laughs> so, and luckily luckily for me that uh, a few of them a uh, few of the lucky ones land put put straight on his chin. So uh, but we always we we certainly laugh about it. Webby and I, and I was actually I was at a, a function with Andrew G not long ago, and Andrew, Andrew, we brought that we brought that up, and Webby, because he's, he's very good mates with, with Shane, and uh, he said, "Oh, mate, Webby is just so filthy, still filthy at, at what happened uh, in that particular time in New Zealand," uh, and I, I had a bit of a chuckle. And, uh, yeah, we both had a bit of a chuckle. Oh, it's good to know. Um, but quite often, um, what's just as interesting as the punch-up or the stash itself is is a context or the lead-up. So it's great that, you, that you've got that story of, of Tady there, like to, to sort of set the scene, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that sort of sort of triggered me off, and um, <laughs> I was really angry that, at that point. Um, it just happened to be Webby, um, yeah. who I tackled through through. Oh. And if he wouldn't have thrown the punch at me, I wouldn't, have, you know, I wouldn't have retaliated. We just would have played on with the game. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate.
and just, just a, a couple more questions, mate, and then I'll let you go. Um, what, um, do you have any soapbox topics about the modern game that you that you like to talk about with with mates or former players or whatever? Anything in the modern game where that sort of perplexes you a little bit and sort of makes you wonder what's going on? Oh, and, it's a lot, a lot more structured hmm. uh, these days than it was uh, back in, you know, when we were growing up. You know, we, we were, and I think it has a lot to do with the, the junior the junior league and, and, uh, and how, the, how it's played these days. You know, when I was, when we started under sevens, it was always a full field, playing full field, full teams, and, and we were allowed to chip and chase and regather and yeah. put bombs up at such an early age. And it's not... Now, now these days, you know, you know they've got the, the first receiver and second receiver at a, at a, at a junior level. So they they're the only guys who are are really able to kick uh, when they get to a certain age. Uh, they're they're the only ones who are able to you know pass um, at a, you know to 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 one player. Where back in our day, it was like a you know, we used to have the centre of side and we used to throw it out of the back line when, uh, and it was really good um, old school football. So, mm. And I, you know, we do we do discuss this a fair bit that, you know, we, we've come to the conclusion that you'll you'll probably never see another Andrew Johns or another Alfie Langer um, playing mm. uh, in the game anymore because those types of players just, they just haven't, you know, there's no players in the game with that that sort of instinct and um, of when to run or when to pass or, or, or grubbering and chipping and you know it's, it, and it's such a shame that uh, that the lives of those players will never be seen again. Oh, that, 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 great, great answer from from somebody who who uh, as you said you mentioned your Winfield Cup days before so so you actually played in the era before professionalism and then you played r- right through it so it's interesting to get your take on that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so this, um, you're a former uh, Maroon you played four um, Origins for them um, what's your prediction for the rest of the 2018 series what do you reckon is going to happen oh look I think you know we've been saying for so many years that um, the New South Wales just don't get it and they don't get you know it's been a war cry of ours yeah. from the Queenslander point of view that they don't get it and, yeah. you know we're talking about good good guys and good culture and um, you know good on good off you know off field performances and good on off field performances um, mm. and I think this year I think they've got it <laughs> All right. unfortunately yeah. you know they've picked <laughs> a really good side um, some really good characters in that side uh, there's you know they don't have a DH policy <laughs> It's, it's, um, it's certainly changed a little bit over the last 
12 months for sure. Um, and, and, and just before we go, like, uh, what, what are you up to these days? Like, how do you, how do you spend your time and do you have much to do with footy uh, these days? Or Yeah, mate, I, yeah, I'm, I'm helping down, uh, down at um, Tweed Rugby League, um, just down at Bigger and yep. um, just helping out with the, the local A-grade side. Uh, which has really, really been um, fun. Oh. Uh, my boys, my boys play rugby uh, yep. on the Gold Coast at Bond, Bond University, so I'm always watching, going to watch them. And my my daughter, she's a netballer. She's only 13, but she's um, she's she's pretty good. Oh. Um, apart from that, mate, I've got a yeah, commercial cleaning business, and uh, you know, uh, it's growing and growing and growing. And um, yeah, look, uh, it's a family business. Both boys work into the into, into the business, and, and my partner and I. Um, we have a, yeah, we have a fair bit to do with it. Oh, yeah, right. we just, yeah, things are going well. Oh, that, that's good. And you still watch a lot of NRL uh, these days? Um, yeah, we, yeah I, I love it. Mm. You know, I only watch particular games. Um, I only support teams that I play with. Um, <laughs> so, got, I'm, I'm liking South Sydney at the moment. They had a really good win last night over Parramatta. Um, Definitely. Up there in the first half and came, came home. Um, mm. Like a cold train in the second half. So, they're, they're a team to watch this year. I like their brand, um, their style of playing, and I just like the Burgess brothers. How how big and strong they are, and and, um, and their little halfback is he, he's, he's a gem. Oh, yeah, he's got lots of experience by now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, Kevin. We'll, we'll let you go, and um, really appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, and um, go those Maroons um, uh, for your sake. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, James. Uh, okay. Pleasure. Yeah, th- thanks very much, mate.